faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. It's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, Superman and Batman realize they have committed a blunder which may have very serious consequences. Great Scott, Batman. Look. Look at that wall panel. Holy smokes. What a mistake. Yes, and here comes Bailey. What'll we do? I'm afraid it's too late to do anything, Superman. We're sunk. Listen to this, gang. It's a true story. The locker room was electric with tension. All the men on the football team knew the captain was angry at them. Sharp tempers snapped through the air and snatches of irritable conversation whipped back and forth. The boys pulled their uniforms off viciously. Suddenly, the whole room froze into silence as the door opened and the captain walked in. He was an 18-year-old lad who moved with the grace of a true athlete. His good-natured grin was known all over town, but today that grin wasn't there. His face was drawn in the hard lines of disappointment. He told them that he had always been proud to be their captain, but now they had let him down. They had acted without the backbone he had always admired in them. They had actually refused to play another high school team because there was a Negro boy on the squad. This isn't the kind of football I play, he said. Better get yourself another captain. And he left the room. Complete silence. After a while, the quarterback turned to the right tackle. Maybe we ought to call him back, he said. I think I'd rather play the game his way, come to think of it. The team went along with the quarterback, and the captain did come back. Since that day, the captain's name has become known throughout the world. For this captain was Ike Eisenhower, the man who guided our soldiers to victory, who led us in our battle against Hitlerism, who broke the forces of prejudice and bigotry. Yes, boys and girls, Ike Eisenhower always put up a good fight for what he believed in. He proved that in Africa, in Europe, and first of all, in a locker room in Kansas. Let that be an example to us all. Adventures of Superman. Just before he died, a wounded ex-convict revealed to Biggie Conroy, a racket's boss, that he'd discovered Superman lived in a building called the Maple Crest Arms, in an apartment which had a secret closet behind a movable wall panel. Then, knowing he could make a fortune from the underworld if he knew Superman's other identity, Conroy had a henchman named Slick Bailey pose as a painting contractor and try to locate the apartment in the Maple Crest Arms, which had the secret closet. When Bailey entered the apartment of Clark Kent, who, as we know, is Superman, and began to examine the walls, Kent became suspicious. To get rid of Bailey, he pretended to throw a fit, and realizing that Bailey would return to resume his search, 
Kent and his friend Bruce Wayne, who was really Batman, worked like beavers to brick up the telltale secret closet in Kent's bedroom. But just as they finished, and Slick Bailey was at the door, they found they had made a terrible blunder. For in their haste, they had replaced the movable panel in the wall upside down. That's Bailey at the door, Bruce. Now we are sunk. Wait. Maybe he won't notice it, Clark. How can he help noticing? The wallpaper and the panel doesn't match the design in the rest of the wall now. Oh, you're right. But what can we do now? We haven't time to replace the panel. We can't let him in until we get the panel fixed. Somebody opened the door. It's Bailey. He must have left it unlocked when he went out before. Uh-oh. Mr. Kent? Oh, we're sunk now, Clark. You okay now, Mr. Kent? Oh, I never felt worse in my life. <laughs> As Slick Bailey, fox-faced, sharp-eyed, enters the bedroom, smiling cheerfully, Bruce Wayne gazes from him to the telltale wall panel in dismay. Clark Kent, moving instinctively, his mind racing desperately, takes one long step to the wall and turns with his back against the panel. His tall figure and broad shoulders almost hide it. Uh, sorry I made a nuisance of myself when you were here before, Mr. Bailey. Oh, that's okay, Mr. Kent. I already checked the living room walls. I'll just go over to the bedroom now, if you don't mind. Uh, look, I, uh... I never saw a painter tap on the walls like that. Uh, what's the idea? Oh, uh, I'm looking for cracks. Well, there aren't any cracks in my walls. Ah, you never can tell, Mr. Kent. Might be very slight under the paint, you know. And I have to make sure the walls are absolutely okay before I put my fireproof paint on. Well, how do you expect to find cracks under the paint, Mr. Bailey? Well, the, uh, sound when I tap them tells me if the walls are solid. Oh. Uh, do you mind moving a little bit so as I can have a look at this panel, Mr. Kent? Oh, uh, d- d- don't bother. I-, I know this wall is solid, Mr. Bailey. Well, I want to see for myself. You do? Yeah. Oh, well, uh, well, listen. How do you like that, Mr. Bailey? You can't tell me this wall isn't good and solid. It certainly is. Yeah, now, that panel sounds okay. Well, I'll have a look at the rest of the wall. Oh, boy. <laughs> Bailey's gone, Clark. Yes, and out of my life, I hope, Bruce. Oh, boy. I had a bad moment when he asked you to move away from that upside-down panel. Maybe you think I didn't. Well, I think all your troubles are over now, Clark. I wish I could be certain of that. You can. Because even if you're right, and Bailey is hunting for that secret closet, he didn't find it in this apartment. Well, that's true, but I... So, QED, you can't be Superman. Come on, Clark. Let's go out and celebrate. No secret closet in any apartment in the Maple Crest Arms. There must be slick. But there ain't. It went over every inch of every wall in every apartment. Willie Snyder must have met some other building. No, he clearly said the Maple Crest Arms. And besides... Ah, he was full of lead dying. He could easily have made a mistake in the name of the building. I know he didn't make a mistake. Because the cop who shot him caught him coming out the back entrance of the Maple Crest Arms. Ah. Oh, and I can't figure it out. Uh, you must have missed the secret closet. I tell you, I didn't miss it. It just ain't there. It must be. Snyder had Superman's own costume that he said he found in this closet. And closets can't just disappear. I know, but... Hey, wait. Maybe it did. Huh? Maybe the secret closet did disappear. Well, how could that be, Piggy? Look, Slick, suppose Superman noticed his costume was gone. He knew about Snyder being shot in the alley, so he could have figured Snyder contacted somebody before he died. And this somebody would check up on his story. So he got rid of the closet to throw us off his track. Yeah, but but 
How can he get rid of a closet? How do I know? Maybe he bricked it up or moved the whole wall. He can do anything. Superman, you know. Ah, yeah. Maybe you got something there, Biggie. That must be the answer. Well, if it is, we're stuck. That closet's all we've got to go by. Maybe not. We know he lives in the Maple Crest. We don't know for sure. I've been thinking, Biggie. Maybe some guy just had that costume robbed from a masquerade ball or something. Would he keep it in a secret closet? And then when it was swiped, would he go to a lot of trouble and maybe a lot of expense to do away with a closet? Oh, I guess not. Uh, of course he wouldn't, Slick. You see, a lot of guys have figured out Superman must have another identity. And this makes me sure of it. Now, all we have to do is find out his other identity and we can sell our info to big-time operators for a fortune. Or we can use it ourselves. Ah, Raymond, first we got to find out. I think I know how to find out. Yeah, how? Just leave it to me. First, though, I want a list of all the tenants in the Maple Crest Arms. And I want a little dope on them, how old they are, what they look like. You know, you can get that for me? I guess so, but... Okay, then get me that list, Slick, and hurry it up. <laughs> We'll be back in just a moment for the tense climax of today's episode. So keep listening. Boys and girls, did you ever wonder what's in a name? Well, during the Middle Ages, men were known only by their first names. But soon there were so many Johns, Henrys, and Richards that it all became a little confusing. The town criers, therefore, went about proclaiming that all loyal citizens must choose last names which they and their whole families would bear and pass down to their children. Now, most of the men of that time were pretty busy and didn't have the patience to sit down and figure out fancy names for themselves. So some of them simply added the word son to their father's first name and became Mr. Johnson, Isaacson, Michaelson, and so on. Many others took the name of their trade. The tailor of the town named himself Mr. Taylor. The gardener became Mr. Gardner. Well, the same thing happened to a fellow who was the blacksmith. When the town crier asked him what name he had chosen for himself, he said, People hereabout call me Joseph the Smith. I shall take Smith as my surname. From now on, I shall be Joseph Smith. And that's how we got all the Joe Smiths today. Somebody way back in the ancestry of every Joe Smith was a blacksmith or a goldsmith. But there are lots of Americans named Smith whose names aren't so easy to recognize. For instance, there's Mr. Kovacs. His name means Smith in the native tongue of his Czechoslovakian ancestors. Mr. Kowalski's great-grandfather was a smithy in Poland. Schmidt is the German for Smith. And Kuznetsky is Russian for the same thing. Kovacs, Kowalski, Schmidt, Kuznetsky, they all mean the same thing. Just plain Joe Smith, American. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. As we continue, Biggie Conroy is poring over a list of the tenants in the Maple Crest Arms, the building in which Superman lives in his guise of reporter Clark Kent. Finally, with a triumphant grunt, the racket boss writes three names on a slip of paper and pushes the slip across the table to Slick Bailey. Slick, one of those three guys is Superman. Oh, yeah? Let's see, Biggie. George Abner Dean, apartment 3G. What makes you think he might be Superman? He's young, a big fellow, and he lives alone. Well, we know Superman is young and a big guy. I figure he'd be living alone, too, keeping his secret. Ah, uh, maybe. Also, Dean teaches English in Metropolis University. A nice, quiet school teacher would be a good thing for Superman to be, if he didn't want anyone to suspect who he really was. 
you get. Yeah, yeah. Now, how about this next guy? Philip Marshall, apartment 5K. Why'd you pick him? Same reasons I picked Dean. Marshall's young, big, and a bachelor. Also, the dope you got on him says he travels a lot. So what? Superman travels a lot, too, don't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah that kind of adds up. Uh. <laughs> but you're all wet in this last guy, though, Biggie. You mean this guy, Clark Kent? Yeah, you can scratch him out right now. How come? He's a panty waste. He said he didn't want his apartment painted because the smell makes him sick. I am allergic to the smell of paint, he said. <laughs> then he throws a fit. Goes off his nuts. Are you kidding? No. Passed right out in a faint. I even had to help get him in a bed. A friend of his who was there says can't often get like that, so you can forget him. I don't know about that. How oh, but I tell you, the guy's a weak sister and a screwball. He couldn't be super. He might have been putting on an act. An act? Sure, the fool you. So you go away saying he couldn't be Superman. I go what? You think he could be our guy? Could be, considering this other stuff I got on him. What other stuff? Well, he's a reporter on the Daily Planet. That's the paper that always gets the stories on Superman first, you know. That's right. And Clark Kent gets most of the scoops on Superman. He does, huh? Hey, maybe he is our guy, Biggie. Well, take it easy, Slick. I'm sure one of these three guys is. George Dean or Philip Marshall or Clark Kent. And I know how to find out which one is. How? Get your hat and come along with me. Before the day is over, we'll know who Superman is. And then, <laughs> the sky's the limit for us, Slick. Come on. Followed by the eager Slick Bailey, Biggie Conroy leads the way from his house. On his way, he says, to discover Superman's double identity. As we know, one of the names on Conroy's list, Clark Kent, is Superman. What is the racket boss plan to prove it? And will he succeed? We'll see Conroy in action in tomorrow's exciting episode, fellows and girls. So don't miss it. Tune in, same time, same station, for Chapter 11 of The Mystery of the Stolen Costume. On the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you will hear Tom X and his Ralston Straight Shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Welcome back. Well, a lot to say about the story. I'll start out by saying, uh, talking about the PSAs. I think the last couple episodes have been more interesting. Uh, all of them, I think, have been trying to make a very powerful point. Uh, but the, these, uh, particularly this last episode, I think, did particularly well because the story uh, draws kids in. Plus, the story about uh, General Eisenhower. That's huge uh, after World War Two because they had such an impact on the lives of uh, every American. And I thought the thing about last names was pretty good as well. And uh, I uh, 
I have to admit, it was a very uh, humorous, almost a comic book top story of Superman uh, building the uh, brick wall. It was weird having Batman help him, because that's a bit uneven uh, work. It's like one of those job problems, I guess. Superman could complete a wall in five minutes. Batman, it would take about three hours. How long will they get it done together? I mean, Batman's just not going to be much help. But it's hilarious that uh, they'll never know that we were putting in a brick wall. And they've done this whole brick wall, and they're afraid that you'll notice that the patterns don't match. But I appreciate it as a touch, because I think it's something that you could easily imagine uh, Superman doing in the comics. I also show, appreciate Biggie showing some more inventive thinking about this. And he's actually going about it in an intelligent way. So we'll have to see what his plan is for uh, proving uh, who Superman really is. But that'll do it for now. If you do have a comment, send it to me, Adam at adamsweb.us and be sure and rate the show on iTunes and pick up your copy of Speed Trap now available as an audiobook but from Boise, Idaho this is your host Adam Graham signing off